Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We have just now arrived home. Well, technically, we're arriving home from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, which is where we stopped at midnight on Tuesday night to spend the night on our way home from Washington, D.C. So we're home. We're in Atlanta. And I can say this with absolute certainty. We should have flown. I 100% disagree. Disagree? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know why? How many total hours did you sleep in the car with your pillow and your blanket? Okay, here's where I have like bones to pick with you. And I, I feel like we should almost talk about this next week because I the trip was so amazing that I don't want to open the show with like a complaint or it's a- It's not a complaint. It's whatever. An, it's, it's but a, how many times did I offer to drive and how many times did you say no? It, uh, it That doesn't matter. We spent yeah, we spent a lot of time in the car. Twenty two hours, twenty mm-hmm. twenty or twenty two hours in the car between Sunday and Wednesday, and those are all hours that we could have spent doing touristy things in Washington or leaving earlier, coming back later, whatever. Yeah. So, why are you happy to have driven? Um, because the amount of like stuff that we travel with, with Ellie, I just feel like it would have been super stressful. But it Um, wouldn't see we're traveling with that amount of stuff, in my opinion, because we are driving like every hotel, you can have a crib put in the room. Every hotel. So then all we would bring is the slumber pod thing that covers the crib. Yeah. And like a, what's it called? A match, a sheet mattress thing, mm-hmm. sheet cover, mattress cover, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's all you bring. But you use like the crib and the mattress. Like that takes up a lot of space. We would have brought different podcasting equipment, which doesn't, doesn't matter because we really did intend on recording an episode every single day. And we way underestimated our popularity. Our popularity. We were talking and meeting with people the entire oh, time yeah, we, we had were meetings, there. Like almost the whole time. And we recorded a special bonus episode that um, we're going to release at some point, maybe like early next week. But it was what I was going to say is it was so cool because I feel like we really were soaking in every single minute and we were really present when we were there. And I'm so proud of us for that because I feel like, you know, we're behind on a couple of things, but it was so worth it. Cause I feel like we made some really cool connections. Like, and I mean like interpersonal connections, not like, Oh, I'm well connected now, but it was really cool. And I'm proud of us for, you know, living in the moment a little bit. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. 
we gave our presentation, our speech, our talk. What would you call it? Our Are we not going to do gratitude? And Oh, yes. <laughs> Jeff is really tired. Um, my name is Callie Dollar. No, wait. If this is <laughs> practice, who are you? Yeah, hey, I'm the tired now. one. Yeah. Um, if this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Uh, today is Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah, it is. Thursday, May 5th. And I am grateful for queso. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for um, Ellie being a great car traveler. She did do really well in the car, like really, she, really well. Right, yeah. She would have done well on a plane, too, in my opinion. But OK, um, I, we'll go in. I, well, the talk that we gave ended up being more of a conversation. What would mm -hmm. you call it? It wasn't a we didn't do a presentation, but. I will say this. Callie crushed it. We crushed it, in my opinion. We've gotten amazing feedback. Now, we haven't gotten official survey results. Remember, we talked about that. So hopefully, by the time we record the next episode or the one after that, one of the next couple of episodes that we'll put out this, this week, we'll have gotten those survey results. But I can't imagine anybody would have graded us if it was like A to F. Anybody would have graded us lower than a B plus. I'm just glad that you thought I was good. I yeah. mean, I was like Jeff and I were kind of like rehearsing what we wanted to say. And, um, you know, I was kind of going through the points I wanted to make. So you were really good about like helping me make those more human. And I was trying to memorize things and you're like, don't memorize things like just talk, um, but stay focused. So it was, it was really incredible. It was such a great week. I am really honored that we got to do that. The number one piece of advice that I give will give anyone who has to speak publicly, like give a presentation, give a wedding toast, do an interview on a podcast or on a radio or whatever. Think, imagine that you are sitting at a table with a group of people, acquaintances, like just people that you're familiar with, not, not close friends who know great details of your life, but acquaintances. And the one who knows you best looks at you and says, Callie, can you explain to this group of people how to be successful at podcasting and whatever, like if that's the talk or like if it's a wedding toast, can you tell this room full of people why this couple, why their love and their relationship is so special? And then you, whatever natural first line you would deliver to that table of acquaintances is what you open your talk with. And if you do that, the rest of it will go well. If you try to open with something that doesn't feel natural and doesn't feel and like that you think you're supposed to say, like podcasting will change your life. I don't think you would ever, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, you know, you tell people all the time who are thinking of creating podcasts, but I think this goes for anything ever, especially speeches and stuff like that. If you're speaking 
passionately about something you're excited about, right? other people will be interested in what you have to say. Like it doesn't, you know what I mean? We all know those people that are like, oh my God, like this person is so excited. Like Jeff and I had like a Terminix guy or something like that. Yes. Our, he old, was. He was. The, he, I think we've talked about him before. He was David, the, right? I think his name was David. Yeah. But he was the ant man. He would come. We had a couple ant problems and he would come and he was a delight. He was so passionate about what he does that Jeff and I would seriously sit there sometimes for 20 minutes listening to him talk about ants. Now, day to day, I don't care about ants. But right. David was so awesome that I could sit there and listen to everything he has to say about ants because it's so interesting. So the point is, if you are interested and you are excited, whoever you were, you will, you know, whoever you're talking to will, will reciprocate that. So but you can't force my point with all that was you can't, don't try to not be yourself with your opening line. If right, you want the, right. if you want the rest of it to be bullet points and scripted and PowerPoint and rehearsed and index cards, whatever, do that. But if you've got to deliver your opening line in a way that is natural and comfortable for you that you don't have to memorize because it comes naturally, that's going to show your passion. Once you do that, you can do whatever you want with the rest of it. You got them hooked. Do you remember what my first line was? I'm going to give you three. Nope. It was Jeff and I started a podcast and we had no idea what we were doing. Oh, yeah. But I think the line that you gave. Yeah. And then the line that you gave. Well, we'll go more okay. into it later this week. But the line that she gave that, that hooked everybody was I'm going to give you three things that you can do right now that'll make you top 1% of all podcasters in, in the world. Yeah. So and, that was, really and, and I saw people get their pens out. I was like, oh, she got them. <laughs> All right. Anyways. So we'll talk more about that. So that was Monday, Tuesday. We went sightseeing in DC. We like actually, well, we had a couple of things on our agenda. I wanted to go scope out where like the Obamas live and where like the Kushners used to live when they were in DC. Like there's this famous neighborhood called, I think you pronounce it Calorama and it's really beautiful. And I wanted to go there and like see all the big fancy houses. We were all going to, we, we, we both wanted to go look at monuments of different sorts. I wanted to see, I never seen, um, the FDR monument, which was beautiful. Mm -hmm. That was really cool. I had never seen the Jefferson Memorial up close. I wanted to go see that. And then Callie had never done a walking tour of the monuments. So I just thought MLK, I'd never seen him. No, I've, yes, I think I walked by MLK once, but in a distance, but I think that's the newest monument. So mm -hmm. I want to see MLK. So any, I wanted to see those monuments. And Callie was like, oh, look, there's the Kushner's old house. I saw, I remember that from like TMZ. <laughs> stuff. And Obama lives down that street and Jeff Bezos owns two houses on this block worth $24 million. I mean, how often do you get to see where a former president lives? I don't know. I, I, I just, I was very curious to see how it would go. Um, so we were driving down the street and we saw what I thought was the back of the Obama mansion thing, whatever. I was actually shocked and how little Secret Service protection there was in front of it when we first saw it or any sort of security. But I'm like, well, it's an ex-president. Maybe it's different. Well, it's an ex-president. And like he does live in a residential neighborhood that's not gated or anything. So like maybe they don't want to disrupt the neighbors. But like once you get in their gate or something. And don't like they also live in Chicago? 
Um, I don't know. So I don't know. I so I I justified the lack of security by like, oh, uh, he must be not here. The the they must be in it in one of their other homes. Right. So then at the end of drive by, driving by it, I'm like, oh my gosh, Jeff, there is a security robot right there in the corner. And Jeff's like, what? Oh my gosh. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we got it. But we were like, I don't know why we didn't just back up. Was there someone behind us or we just want, didn't want to be those people? Because I didn't, I, I didn't want to get like arrested by the CRA or audited or, or, or put on a watch list or something. I, cause I, now I'm convinced this is a high security street because we did correctly identify the former home of the Trump the, Kushner's. The, yeah, Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner, yeah. two houses, three houses away. Mm-hmm. So we're like, this is, our, and and we knew somewhere Jeff Bezos had a $24 million mansion. So this, this block, I would assume has 500 cameras on it. Oh, Every single inch. So I'm not, the point is, I'm not going to back my rental suburban up (laughs) to take a look at what I thought was the ex-president's yard. But we are going to drive around it three times, which is not creepy at all because we had, anyway, so yeah, so we drive around the block and Jeff's like, I got to see it. So we pull up and I was like, see that thing right there? And it literally is like a two foot tall domed like robot looking thing. And there's like a blue streak, like right in the middle of it. So it looks like some high tech super space Jetsons looking thing. And chef was like, Oh my God. Callie, Callie thought that the secret service had enlisted the help of R2 D2. I did to provide security to our ex-presidents. I did. This is like what happens in my fantasies. Okay. So, uh, Jeff was like, Callie, um, I hate to break it to you, but that's like a bug catcher. That's like a really expensive, fancy bug catcher. It was in a, it was in a little garden and it's one of those things that has the ultraviolet light in the middle and like a fan so that when mosquitoes and stuff get near it, they get sucked in and then they stick to the paper at the bottom. We actually have one. Ours in our is, kitchen for fruit flies. It was a giant version of that. Yeah. Ours was 10 bucks on Amazon. So that, so, okay. Yeah. So it was not the, um, I was like, it's a security robot. I'm like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, I gotta see this. And no, <laughs> well, it's, I it's love from that you sure. bought into it too. Like you totally bought into it too, until you like actually saw it anyway. So we keep driving. Then we see the secret service and realize Jeff has gotten the address wrong. So there were secret service posted on either end of the street. We know that. Yes, that's accurate. But what you said just before we recorded was that you're convinced that we were looking at the other side of Barack Obama's house. I am. It was two blocks. It physically, I could show you on Google Maps, the closed off street was two blocks away. We were looking, we, we slow stalked, we did slow drive-bys, a mosquito catcher in a stranger's yard. Like that was nobody's house. I mean, I would say I would Google street view all of this, but I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be able to. Think the whole thing's blurred out? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. You cannot Google street. And every present, other in this in this neighborhood, every third house is as an embassy of some sort. Yeah. So it was, and that was like the other crazy thing. We went and saw all the embassies, which are really beautiful and also really crazy. Like the um we drove by so many. I was really the biggest one we saw was the Russian embassy. It was like its own that city in there. Multiple city blocks. 
um, at the end of the street where the um, Kushner house was, Kushner mm -hmm. Trump house, at the end of that street was a sheik or a sultan or something, mm -hmm. like their embassy, but it was like embassy of blah, 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 and uh, and North American residents of the sultan of blah, blah. And I'm like, that's your neighbor. Right? I mean, like, yeah. That's your, that's your that's your neighbor. Like if your dog gets out, do you go ring their gate and go, hey, I'm looking for my golden doodle. <laughs> <laughs> Any chance that they're in your yard? Peanut she butter got out. Yeah. <laughs> We've been organizing our finances this year. And one thing that has been so debilitating for us is credit cards with insanely high interest. If you're tired of paying high interest rates on your credit card debt, check out Lightstream. Their credit card consolidation loan can help you pay off those credit cards fast and keep more money in your pocket in the process. I have excellent credit and I still have a credit card that has 29% interest, which is insanely horrifying. So stop overpaying and take control of your finances with Lightstream. Lightstream believes that people with great credit deserve a great rate and that's just what they give you. Loans range from $5,000 to $100,000. You can roll your cards into one low payment at a fixed rate as low as 5.73% APR with auto pay and excellent credit, which is lower than most credit cards. Apply now to get a special interest rate discount and save even more. Just go to lightstream.com slash upside. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash upside. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 5.73% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash upside for more information. You've heard us tell you that MeUndies has super soft underwear and loungewear, but did you know they also have swimwear too? We're going to the beach next month and I want to feel as confident as possible when I'm in my swimsuit. And I got to be honest with you, finding swim bottoms that actually cover my butt right now, like based on the styles, can be quite a challenge. But MeUndies carries tops and bottoms that are absolutely fitting my style right now. And they come in a variety of sizes, extra small to 4XL. Let's face it, summer is sweaty. Your butt doesn't have to be. With MeUndies light and breathable micro model fabric, you can stay comfy and cool all summer long. They have super fun seasonal prints and a ton of styles to choose from. If you do bear to brave the heat and venture to the pool or beach this summer, check out their new and improved swimwear styles. They're soft, stretchy, and sustainably made. Make it a soft summer with Me Undies. Me Undies has a great offer for Upside listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off. If you sign up for their free-to-join membership, you can apply that 15% off to their already discounted member prices, which is awesome. To get 15% off your first order and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com Upside. That's MeUndies.com Upside. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. I've struggled with anxiety for years. And what a lot of people don't know is that indicators of stress can be physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding, digestive issues, and even sleeping too little, too much, or under and overeating. I'm learning right now more than ever that stress can really impact your physical health. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways and in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less, and grind all the time, I'm here to remind you to take care of yourself, do less, and maybe try some therapy. 
I've been in therapy on and off for years, and it has completely changed my life. If you're struggling and you're thinking about therapy, you've probably asked yourself, really, what's it going to do for me? I can't see that playing out in my head in a way that's actually going to impact my life. It's just a phase. I'll get over it. That is such a common thought, but therapy can and does help you, and you don't have to wait for the fog to lift or try and navigate a hard time on your own. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can lower your stress. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Upside listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside. I certainly made, made a lot of fun of Callie for doing that, you know, doing slow drive-bys of a mosquito catcher. And, and karma caught up with me just a few hours later when we were walking the memorials and we had just walked through the World War II memorial. And there was a bus, uh, like a tour bus that w- had the uh, logo for Honor Flight on it. And I should have Googled it, but If I'm not mistaken, this is a program that brings World War II veterans to the World War II memorial. The bus is a big bus and it says on her flight, but it has pictures of older veterans. Yeah. Like in their, whatever. And I think if you donate to this cause, you could donate money, you could donate sky miles, you donate whatever, but it goes to funding to bringing these older veterans to, to this memorial. Mm-hmm. So with that context, as we walk through, through the world war II memorial, Oh, and then we see like, there was like a little reception set up. So now I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's what it is. There's a bunch of old veterans here. And as we walk through, we're coming up this hill and at the top of the hill, are three guys wearing those leather. I mean, they look like they walked out of a movie. Yeah, they did. Like they looked like they walked out of one of the opening scenes of the, of the movie Pearl Harbor, where they were before Pearl Harbor was attacked and the servicemen were wearing their brown bomber jackets, working on their planes, you know, scarf blowing in the wind. That's exactly how they looked. That's exactly how they look. So I look at Jeff, we see these gentlemen, and, and then I look at Jeff and he's he's crying. Look, like, I couldn't even I couldn't even get a sentence out at these fighter pilots, these living legends, these heroes standing just feet away from me. And in my head, I'm I I'm I like I want to take a picture with them. But I'm not going to ask. Maybe I'll ask. I don't know. I'm struggling with this decision, but I can't even get the words out to tell Callie why I'm so moved. I didn't even know why I was so moved. Got, then we got closer. And they, 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 the reason they looked so much like they could have been cast in a World War II era movie is because they were actors. They womp, were, womp. They were very much not old men, they were young men dressed in period uniforms. And I think they were probably filming perhaps a commercial of some sort, Mm -hmm. a public service type announcement, maybe a 
like a tourist video because also standing there were, um, I forget what they were called, but they were the women that were on the posters during World War II, mm-hmm. encouraging other women to, to, you know, to volunteer, to recycle metals for the war effort. Mm-hmm. Um, not pinup girls. because The they Rosie were, the Riveters. Yes. Yeah. There were like two or three of them. <laughs> and they, but they were actors, actresses. I'm womp, like, womp. could you imagine if I sobbing walked up to them and was like, thank you for your service. Can I get a picture? And the guy turns around, he's eight years younger than I am. And he's like, what? I'm like, oh, weird. I like, I like your bomber jacket. Did you get that from Wilson's? I love Wilson's. Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> um, I did have like a slightly over, uh, not a slightly emotional moment is what I was trying to say. I got to hold a bronze medal, a Paralympic medal. And I was just like, oh my gosh, cool. You have your medal with you. Like, can I see it? Am I weird? Like the questions that I asked, I mean, I I was tiptoeing around the whole week being like, is it okay if I ask about this or want to see this or, or whatever. And so this woman was like, yeah, of course you can see it. And I was like, oh my gosh, can I hold it? And she handed it to me and she I had started it in her backpack wrapped in a hotel bath, like a washcloth, washcloth. Mm-hmm. And she handed it to me and I got really emotional about it. And I, I didn't know why at the time, because it wasn't like, I don't know. I think it's just one of those things that feels so far away. Like you watch these people on TV competing and and all of these things. But then, you know, she, I said to the the woman whose medal it was, and we'll tell you about her, um, in probably in next episode, but, um, she, I was like, I think it's because we all feel like ownership of Olympic athletes is not the thing, but like when we send team USA off, I think we all feel a great sense of pride. You know what I mean? Like, oh, those are our athletes. And what about the greatness of it? Because you were making fun of me because I said before we went, I'm, I said, I want to take a picture of Ellie wearing an Olympic medal around her neck. Mm-hmm. I think that would be such a fan. And you're like, why? That's so weird. And I'm, and, and I have held an Olympic medal before and I have felt what you're feeling now. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you had it in your hands, you looked at me and you're like, I get it. I know why you wanted Ellie to see this. Yeah. It's just, it's really weird and indescribable, but I Do you think think it's because, or maybe you didn't even think of this, but when you were holding that in your hand, when you had that in your hand, you realize that the person that you were sitting there having a drink with, just casually talking about life is the one of the top three people in the world at what she does. Yeah. Like that's so incredible. It's, it was my, I mean, I was like pinching myself all week. I'm like, I can't believe that we're standing here. We have so many stories to tell you. And if our, the only reason we're not sharing them all right now is truly because we've been in the car for so long and our brains are fried and it would be a disservice, but we've got to tell you about this woman that let us hold her medal that we spent quite a bit of time with. She's amazing. Her story is amazing. Then we're at the bar on, was it Monday night, Tuesday night, Tuesday night. And we're talking to this woman and she casually mentions that 
in her sport while participating in her sport. She's like, yeah, a couple of years ago, um, I broke my back at my neck. So I just got done with rehab. So I'm not sure if I'm going to Paris or where now Paris is summer, wherever the next winter games are. And we're, and then she just goes and she's like, Hey, can I get you another glass of wine? And we're like, hold, stop, please stop. <laughs> rewind. Who, what did, where to your back? And she's like, yeah, it was terrible. Anyways, is that Chardonnay? And we're like, stop. And the common thread among all of these athletes that we got to speak with is that they do not realize how incredible they are. They really don't. I think that they was- They have no idea. No, that was the most shocking part for me. And uh, well, let's talk about this another time, like tomorrow, because I have so much I want to say about it, but it really is like- it is so normal in their world to be extraordinary that they have most of the people we talk to have completely lost sight of how extraordinary that they are. It's not humility. Like it's not they're not being humble. Like they're not saying, oh, it's no big deal. Right. It's not mm -hmm. that big of a deal. I'm just really good at swimming or really good at whatever, you know, it, luge. the luge or, or fencing or whatever it is. They're not putting themselves down. They truly, because they are so surrounded by greatness, they don't realize how great they really are because everybody has a similar story. So it's fascinating. Yeah. Some one thing that somebody said, uh, changed my life for sure in my perspective. And I can't wait to deep dive into that. But um, right now um, I have to go to bed because we're recording this the day before you're hearing it. And I have to go back to work like really early. In a so, few hours. <laughs> in a few hours. So I have to go to bed, but I can't wait to talk to you more about this. It was such an incredible week. I am still pinching myself. Cannot believe that we got to do that. And I feel beyond grateful. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. We do want to say thank you so much for your patience and your understanding. It really, like we mentioned at the start of the show, we really were planning on recording an episode every single day and we, and we knew we would have stories. We just way underestimated the amount of time, not time, but yeah, time, but how engaging this entire week would be. Yeah. And so, and then also Ellie, like the room, the, I think I mentioned this in the Facebook post when I said, hey, our shows are going to be off this week. The room looked a lot bigger in pictures. It did. And so my thought was like, oh, Ellie can go to sleep over on this side of the room with her noisemaker. And then on this side of the room, we can turn our backs to her and kind of do a show. No. And it she's also not a baby anymore that's just laying on a tummy time blanket as we're traveling with her like yeah. we did last time. Like she is on the move. And um, so anyways, yeah, we just really underestimated um, how engaging the event would be and also um, how yeah. engaging we would be with Ellie. But we were so present and it was the coolest thing. So thank you for your grace and your patience um, as always. 
Our friends at Snow Days Pizza Bites have an amazing new flavor out, but here's the thing. You can only buy the new flavor when you have the link to the secret landing page. And when they sell out, they sell out. So this is a super limited offer. The new flavor is taco. They shipped a few bags to our house a couple weeks ago, so I've tried it. And zero surprise here, they are amazing. The premium ingredients for the taco bites include small farm spiced pork, grass-fed cheese, organic pinto beans, and house-made taco sauce. They're grain-free, gluten-free, and fully organic. Snow Days makes incredibly delicious pizza bites like the ones we had when we were kids, but without all the junk. We eat them all the time in our house. The limited flavor comes in a three pack or a six pack of their 12 ounce bags. Go to snowdays.com slash upside and use the promo code upside for 10% off of the taco pizza bites plus free shipping. Again, that's snowdays.com slash upside and use the promo code upside for 10% off your order of taco pizza bites plus free shipping. I bought some shoes today because I needed them. The old ones are comfortable. I like them. But they couldn't serve me where I was walking to. But when I put them on, I realized they didn't immediately feel good. It was a little discomfort. But I kept them on and I kept walking. I kept moving. And what I realized was by the end of the day, that discomfort slowly went away. And some of you are starting new journeys, or you need to. And you're scared to put on new shoes because the old ones are comfortable. You're looking for immediate validation, immediate satisfaction, immediate support. And you're not always going to get that. Sometimes you got to keep walking. You got to keep moving until the circumstances and the people around you mold and fit to where you're going. Put on your new shoes.